0: Sky for the bosses don't listen to their poor folks got a chance Less we organize which side Just a quick warning
1: this episode does talk about uh, sexual abuse childhood sexual abuse and, and, and a lot of talk about suicide so um, please just be warned, warned about that content uh, going into this it's motherfucking cold month. Woo!
0: Hey, <laughs> everybody's
1: favorite time of year.
0: Literally the best time. Oh of my year. god! I'm so excited. i been.
1: I saw a little brown leaf outside, and I was like, "Holy shit! It's time to talk about some time cults." To
0: talk about cults, Colts. baby. Spooky time. Spooky time. <laughs> um. Yo.
1: Yeah, and man, has there been so many good cult documentaries lately?
0: I yeah, I haven't I don't really watch cold documentaries to be honest, but
1: (laughs) I boy do I. I know. All I do is watch T (laughs) V shows. And especially documentaries. And yeah, wow, there's been some great.
0: I watched some good, like, YouTube documentaries on cult stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: you're a YouTube correspondent. (laughs) I'm our, like, streaming services. Because I don't know YouTube anything. Which is funny, actually, because I've been seeing, like, there's been some YouTube things floating around in the Twitter sphere, and I have literally no idea what anybody's, like, referring to. Uh And I know that you definitely have, like, a specific, like,. Avenue of YouTube mm-hmm. that you that you're on, <laughs> that but I, yeah, I don't know. At least you're you're on the platform, so you know. I use YouTube to look up air horn sound effects, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: the one use. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I definitely. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, a YouTube video seems more palatable to me <laughs> than like. <laughs> Than, like a documentary or like a it. show, you know. I got it. I don't know I why do. that's the yeah. case because I watch like three hour long YouTube videos. On right. Shit, but it's
1: like how sometimes I'm like, I don't have time to watch a movie, but I do have time to watch like six episodes of The this, Office. Yeah. You know? This
0: like TV show. Yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. Well, hell yeah, brother.
1: Hell yeah, brother. Let's jump into it. So, uh, you all know how often I say that Utah is a breeding ground for Colts. So for this cult month series, I decided to focus again on some cults that come from the holy land. Utah is a special place for cults. They develop easily in our culture, much like a petri dish to bacteria. Our habitat is warm and inviting to them and helps them spread viciously. From our state's inception, we've been ruled by a strict set of expectations. Be pious. Be obedient. If you're a woman, be subservient. Be white. Follow a dress code. Follow a recipe for the perfect family. Do not, under any circumstances, question the people telling you the rules. Even if you did not grow up as part of the Mormon regime in Utah, the... <laughs> cause it is, huh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the entire culture of the state seems to silently abide by the rules and lifestyle outlined by the church. Most Utah residents, however, have been indoctrinated from birth, and the ones that are able to come to the conclusion that they are, in fact, in a cult, are left with a brutal decision leave behind all that you have known your entire life, face being shunned by your family, friends, and community, be left as an outcast of society, or stay knowing that every move you make is controlled, hurts you, hurts others, and costs you money.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's like a huge thing that I feel like people have to deal with like all the time when they leave the church is like, oh, now I have no friends or family anymore. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and well, that's the thing. And I, I do like, I I criticize the Mormon church a lot but I'm definitely not criticizing like all of the members because mm-hmm. yeah, of yeah they, they risk leaving behind literally everything and all that they know Yeah. so uh, the members who make the diff- difficult decision to leave the church are left without a community they know and are thrust into a world they're unfamiliar with this like many other victims of cults leaves them vulnerable searching for a community and some guidance and ripe for the picking from yet another cult And this is what makes Utah the prime rotting fruit for the bacteria that are cults. The structure... uh, (laughs) The structure that is so ingrained in our daily lives that we aren't even cognizant of it, and the wayward souls who have broken from the communities they've known. And this is how Teal Swan infected the lives of millions of people beginning in the small, insular town of Logan, Utah. Talking about Teal Swan, baby.
0: Teal Swan. I mean, I personally prefer... uh tangerine duck myself but
1: <laughs> tangerine duck's a little uh less less culty <laughs> a little
0: less problematic uh-huh.
1: um buckle the fuck in because this shit is absolutely wild i'm
0: so fucking ready
1: wild um per usual i've got other suggestions um check out the deep end on hulu or freeform that's the documentary that i watched that got me like needing to deep dive into this Mm -hmm. and be like what the fuck is Mm -hmm. up with this bitch um and then gizmodo did a really long podcast called the gateway um where they have actual interviews with teal swan herself and it is like very intense i i haven't gotten through the whole thing but it's very good so those are my suggestions if you want more uh fuller content that's you know uh, a bit more
0: Dope nasty. Yes. So
1: <laughs> Teal Swan, born Mary Teal Bosworth, claims that she has always had extra worldly powers. Being able to speak with people who had died, communicate with spirits, and sense energies. Um I also read later that she says that she can look into people's bodies and see if they have like diseases.
0: Ah, a classic. <laughs> she
1: has like x ray vision or something.
0: Superman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's superman. Don't they all, though? Yeah, really. exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, she said that these powers made her vulnerable to abusers and made her a target. She says on her website, however, that the abuse she suffered made her a better healer. Quote, without the abuse and suffering I experienced, I would be someone who could give you a lot of esoteric information about the universe at large, but who would have no real grasp on the reality of human suffering or how to heal it. I would only have had one half of the human... one." I'm sorry. I would have only had one half of the picture of human existence. The gift of my own suffering is that I now have the full picture, and that has drastically changed both what I teach and the way I teach. Hmm. The way that I teach it.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't really like. I mean, like, I'm glad that she's, like, taken her abuse in stride, you know? Like, that's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But I don't like her being like, well, actually. It was a good thing. Yeah, I'm it was better a, for I'm better. it. It's like, that's not like, I don't know if that's like a healthy way to view abuse, yeah, you know? I, like, <laughs> I definitely don't think but so. But I, I don't know. I mean, good for her that she's like, okay, like I she's suppose. doing better now. I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, is she? I mean, yeah. <laughs> also, we'll see. <laughs> we're about to get into some of the stories of this abuse and uh, it's very interesting. Okay, we'll okay. We'll much. see.
0: See what, what happens. Yeah.
1: So, Teal Swan Swan claims that at a young age, she was targeted by a man she calls Doc. She says that Doc, along with the satanic cult, abused her physically and sexually for 13 years. Teal has made many wild claims about this man, Doc, and the alleged satanic cult that he was a part of. Claims including child sexual abuse, human sacrifice of immigrant children, and even cannibalism. Okay. Yeah.
0: So maybe a little bit, maybe a, maybe a few tall tales being spun on the abuse. Yeah. yeah I don't want to. Yeah. Because I, I, I think it's very possible and, in fact, likely that she did have some kind of abuse in her past. Definitely. I'm almost and positive. I,
1: I, I, I believe so as well. Yeah.
0: But, again, I mean, all of that like, well, seems a little.
1: And <laughs> there's. There's more. Uh, She has said that Doc was friends with a man who worked in a morgue and that he made her perform sex on a corpse while he ate a raw piece of the corpse's thigh. He then cut the corpse open, sewed teal inside, and left her there for 12 hours. Ah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I use the words allegedly and claimed when talking about these stories because Teal Swan has told a lot of stories. A lot. Yeah. She claims that she had been a model working in Paris and Milan somehow during the same time that she was being held captive by the child-murdering Satanic cult. So uh, they just like, let
0: her go be a model like for a few months yeah, out of the they're year. they're like, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, make sure you're back by September. I need to sew you into a body mm-hmm. real quick. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, she also says that she's been in Playboy Um
0: that seems like that's verifiably, like you can verify that if that's true or not. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you can. <laughs> and you I assume that it's, mm-hmm. she's not been. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, so while I do find it likely that Teal has experienced sexual assault, possibly even. Um, as a child and possibly even from this doc. Mm-hmm. There's just no substantial evidence to back up any of the other claims that she's making. The rash of child murders that would have occurred in the time period she's claiming were never reported, not even a missing uh, child that matches that case.
0: Damn.
1: <clears throat> and the modeling that she did overseas, no photos were ever found, no agency ever tied to her name. And as for the Playboys, Tilsawan was never in Playboy. <laughs> Word. That's you what you can literally I, look and see. I was say, pictures. I'm sure they
0: keep records There's of everybody. There's an entire archive. It's yeah, Fucking like,
1: Playboy. It's
0: Playboy. Uh, yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of like satanic, panicky in a way, like child oh. sacrifice. Like, was it around that time? Like, it absolutely the 70s was. and 80s. Yes. Like, yeah.
1: And let me tell you, <laughs> 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 because it's exactly tied to that. Ooh. Uh, interestingly enough, I read across several sources that Teal Swan had received therapy in her childhood from Barbara Snow. Do you know of this person?
0: Oh, was she involved in the? She was. Satanic panic. She was. Okay, then, yeah. I'm just curious if you had. I don't know any name. like specifics, but sure. it sounds familiar.
1: So she's a child uh, therapist, infamous for her involvement in the Satanic Panic in Utah in the 1980s and 90s, mm. as a member of the Association of Mormon Counselors and Psychotherapists. Walk that little detail away. Mormon counselors and psychotherapists—my favorite kind. Yeah, (laughs) the best (laughs) kind. (laughs) Uh, Snow was responsible for convincing a bunch of Utah children during the Satanic Panic that they had been abused by their parents or other adults in their life as part of Satanic rituals. Mm. Yeah, it's all making sense. It's all the dots are coming together, connecting. (laughs) Snow has a patented method for discovering whether a child has been sexually abused or not. And I'm just going to quote straight from her Wikipedia page since it lays it out pretty well. Quote, according to the study, the first stage denial. (laughs) This is so terrible. Okay. The first stage denial occurs when a child claims the abuse did not happen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Oh, no. Yeah.
0: Right out of the gate, baby. Uh
1: Uh, disclosure is subdivided into two phases, tentative and active, which occurs when a child acknowledges the, uh, acknowledges the occurrence of abuse. Recant is a retraction of a prior disclosure. Hmm. The final stage reaffirm is the final reassertion that the abuse did happen. So. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I remember one time I heard this thing, I think it was actually on Behind the Bastards during, uh, satanic panic episode of Mm -hmm. some sort but it was like part of like believing victims is also believing when they say that nothing happened right (laughs) like
1: exactly like being like okay
0: that's probably true
1: and good like (laughs) Like,
0: that's great i'm glad nothing
1: happened (laughs) yeah oh my gosh i know bad yeah it's intense and and this plays a lot into teal swan's story Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know about you, but this method sounds an awful lot like convincing these children they were sexually abused,
0: leading questions and shit. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And as I said, pay attention to this method as it will come back later Mm -hmm. in Teal's story. So, Teal Swan was obviously not born with the last name Swan, because um, <laughs> fucking, of course not. Uh, it was instead adopted from her second husband, Sarbdeep Swan, a man of Indian descent living in London. Despite the marriage only lasting about two years, Teal Swan has obviously still kept this surname and uses it to promote her phony spiritualism. Mm. <laughs> Two days after their wedding, Teal announced on her Facebook page that she would be taking Sarbdeep's last name. Quote, Hello, all. Thank you so much for the beautiful wishes. I figured I'd explain how this name change is going to work. On a professional level, we are going to drop the last name altogether because Teal is a standalone name like Oprah or Osho, etc. But I have officially changed my last name to Swan. There is deep spiritual significance to this degree. To this decision, it is a more exalted name. Sarbdeep is from India, and there the swan has great spiritual significance. Teachers who have the ability to fly between the realms of matter and spirit are given the title Paramahamsa, which means supreme swan. So there it is.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That seems like um. Yeah. Seems yeah. like a over like an over like an overcomplicated explanation for like I mean I got married. Yeah, like, <laughs> like just be like, "Hey, my know. husband's like, last name is Swan, Swan." Yeah, like so now that's mine. I don't know. Like <laughs> You're well, like, "I just I wanted to take his last name." Yeah, like, I don't I know. know. <laughs> like no no shade. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah.
1: Uh, This type of move from a white, spiritualist type is classic, adopting bits and pieces from Indian culture that fit their brand and throwing out the rest, especially the people themselves. And that's exactly what Teal did. On a now-deleted blog written by Sarbdeep, he released private details about their tumultuous relationship. The only surviving paragraph I could find was from an article on Wiki Global, and on this blog he called her Black Swan. Mm. quote yeah i know huh (laughs) that's like that's snappy yeah uh quote our marriage did not unravel after two weeks due to incompatibility or my emotional unavailability but because I saw an email black swan had sent to her ex just two weeks into our marriage talking about the sex she had with him and flirting with him an ex she also vilified as a sociopath months before on her blog Hmm.
0: yeah well i mean that would that would do it (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah uh, i'll break up a marriage uh, for sure
0: an interesting podcast if you ever get the chance to mm-hmm. you or listener uh there's this podcast called astray and it talks about the idea of like i think the term is called like indian fever or something like that mm-hmm. but it's yeah it's basically just like that like a deep dive into that whole idea of like white people going over to india and yeah. like having like this insane spiritual, spiritual awakening yeah right and just how it's like kind of racist and people yeah. say and people using that term a lot of times are being kind of racist because it's like mm. it's there's nothing like about it other than like people just get lost in the sauce really right I don't know. right but yeah so that's a yeah very interesting podcast you should check out
1: i will <laughs> sounds amazing um. Yeah. Kind of. As you were saying, something that we see from these white spiritualist healers, light workers, etc., um, is that they choose bits and pieces from Indian culture and smash it into their mix of self-help quotes, charisma, and narcissism. <laughs> yeah. <a lot laughs> uh, of that. Take yoga as a huge example. Mm-hmm. How many famous white yoga teachers do you see wearing kurtas and doing omes? Um, and how many of these light workers do you see throwing around the term namaste and wearing, you know, prayer beads, but never yeah. crediting Indian culture or, True. like, actually following all of the teachings? Which, in
0: my eyes, is, like, the worst form of, like, cultural appropriation when you're, like, mm-hmm. profiting off of another culture. No, exactly. That's because, exactly like, it. Yeah. And people,
1: I mean, literally, I mean, Teal Swan said it herself. Mm-hmm. She... The last name Swan is a more exalted name. It's a more spiritual name in India. So let me use this name to promote my shit so I sound more legit. Fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I bet. (laughs) Uh, Teal Swan is no stranger to appropriating Indian culture and co-opting phrases and aesthetics to try and make herself appear more legit. So here's according to Teal Swan's website. Quote. Teal Swan's mission is the transformation of human suffering to an empowered and authentic life. She is the creator of the popular Ask Teal YouTube series, author of six internationally published books, and the artist of hundreds of frequency paintings. Don't worry, we will totally post okay. a picture of the frequency paintings. I, I
0: want to know more about the frequency paintings. Yeah, <laughs> it's...
1: Uh, it's just, it's just like drug art, you know? Oh, uh, okay. It's yeah. not that cool, but I guess it makes you yeah. fucking experience different frequencies. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Um, continuing this quote. In conjunction with her vision of creating positive world change, Teal Swan founded Headway Foundation, a nonprofit company that enables ideas, goals, and ventures that are aimed at positive world change. Teal Swan is not recommended for those who simply want to feel good. She is recommended for those who want the truth, even if the truth hurts. The reality is impartial. It isn't personal. It simply shows you what is so. She will reflect things about humanity, the world, and the universe that humanity perceives to be positive. But she will also reflect things about humanity, the world, and the universe that humanity does not want to accept, own, or integrate. When a person decides they are ready to see the truth and to see reality, Teal is able to reflect the physical and non-physical reality of any given situation. By facing the truth and facing reality, they are then empowered to take mental, emotional, and physical steps towards improvement based on the new awareness that they gained. Teal Swan's deepest intention is to set people free. Her mission is to make people aware and conscious so that with that awareness, they can begin to heal and live deeply meaningful, integrated, and empowered lives. Okay.
0: I have this real big problem Hit where me. when people start – when I, when someone, like, reads a bio of, like, a spiritual-ass, like, on, like, a spiritual-ass website, uh-huh, yeah, like, I, I, I hear all the words – but I just do not process anything that they're saying because,
1: because ha- half of it's nothing. It's
0: because it's all the same like dumb buzzwords that yeah. literally mean nothing. So my brain is just like, we're going to, we're going to we ignore that. Tunes yeah. It out. yeah. It's yeah. like, don't, don't try to fucking say that. Shit I know. It's like, like, first of
1: it. all, you know that she fucking wrote this whole bio herself. She writes it oh, from yeah. like a third person, but it's yeah. like, you wrote this about yourself. Oh, for sure. Um, like, this,
0: like I've, I've written bios about myself before, but like I use, I don't know. I, don't write fucking this, two paragraphs of nothing yeah, about it. Like,
1: it's just very self aggrandizing, yeah, I suppose. Of course. Um Yeah, and I mean it's it's a lot of basically she's saying, Oh, I can change your life, but it's gonna be really hard work yeah, and it's not pretty and blah blah blah.
0: I'll show you things that humanity doesn't want to accept. Exactly. Which is like, I guess like what <laughs> what things are you showing? Yeah. Like, I don't like know. <laughs> I don't know anyway i don't know and it just is it just sounds like more again, it is kind of spiritual it's, it's the same as every
1: single fucking yeah type of spiritualist person that you'll find they all talk like this she is nothing special yeah for sure <laughs> and let's get that out there just flat and whatever teal these if you're people listening. are frauds. you're not special and you're a fraud <laughs> and you're also a horrible person yeah. anywho yeah. so
0: you know who's not a horrible person? <laughs>
1: uh, anchor Distributor. Anchor Podcast,
0: which is not a cult. No. And if it, it was, is in fact... it'd be a cool one. Yes.
1: And it wouldn't be our fault because we did not. No. <laughs> exactly.
0: I love a good plausible deniability. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, anyway. Anyway. Uh,
0: it's cold my dad's. And... 're back, oh boy are we we're so Holy back fucking
1: yeah. we're back,
0: baby got back
1: indeed uh, does she ever
0: yeah, no for sure, like if the baby is remarks and uh the back is us being back from ad break, <sighs> then boy does she <laughs>
1: oh wow, that was beautifully Beautifully Thank you sad. I,
0: I am a writer. <laughs>
1: Oh God! Alrighty, um, let's get into this fucking More Teal Swan. cults. More cults. So, Teal Swan gained most of her popularity from her YouTube series, Taylor YouTube. <gasps> YouTube, your, fa- your favorite My, thing. I love that. I love <laughs>
0: everything about it.
1: Oh, uh, from her YouTube series, Ask Teal, a series in which she delves into her practices and beliefs. She's released. Several books, her most well-known being The Completion Process. Mm. The Completion Process is a 20-step process for healing any past hurt or present problem. Uh, part of The Completion Process is talked about as being a smashing a part of yourself and taking out the broken parts that prevent you from really being whole. Uh, something that I, I saw a comment that somebody said that was like, this Completion Process... Is kind of ironically named because it really doesn't seem to have any kind of completion at all. It seems (laughs) to be this like never ending, ongoing thing. Curious. It's almost like she needs you to continue coming back to her.
0: I mean, it's, it gives me the same vibes as like when I was growing up in church, they would say like sanctification a lot, which Mm. is like the idea that you're like slowly like purging the sin from your life, but you never like reach that point so that you have to keep going to church and giving them money all the time, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, like you're of course always always working on yourself. Well, of so. course. Yeah, it's the same kind of same kind of thing. Yep. This one's a little more culty, but I mean, aren't all religions a cult? Yes, <laughs> yes,
1: they are. <laughs> um, in the freeform documentary "The Deep End," director John Casby followed Teal Swan and her team for three years, documenting her seminars, Costa Rican retreats, and emotional outbursts. You quickly meet Blake, Teal's right-hand man, and someone she describes as the person who made her feel safe for the first time in her life, and who taught her how to trust. Wow. Yeah. Good for Blake. (laughs) Uh, Well, good (laughs) luck, Blake, really. Yeah, good luck, Blake. (laughs) Teal moved in with Blake at 19 after escaping the alleged abuse she experienced. Her and Blake had a remote- a romantic relationship for a year and following that continued on with an extremely intense relationship where Blake seemed to serve as a type of servant and caretaker for Teal. Um, He literally lived with her through all like five now, I think marriages that she's had. Hmm. So very interesting.
0: Very interesting dynamic for sure. Yeah. Emotional support, XBF.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's Blake. (laughs) So true. Oh my God. In the documentary you see Blake managing her business, Teal Eye, answering emails from concerned critics of Teal, coloring Teal's hair with henna, and being an emotional levy for Teal's frequent and intense emotional outbursts. It's clear that Blake is very much under the spell of Teal Swan, following her every move, justifying her every action, and cleaning up after her messes, sometimes literally.
0: <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Porn also Blake. did I hear five marriages? Yes. Jesus. Christ. I believe it's
1: been five, yeah.
0: That's a lot of yeah. a lot of times Which to get married. She
1: does have a child with one of them mm. and you hear like maybe one to two things about the child in the documentary the whole time. Oh jeez. Yeah. And you see the kid like jumping on a trampoline in one scene and that's like literally the only interaction that she has with her actual child.
0: Uh, yeah. 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 So Good. and
1: I don't know and I you know, it's a documentary about her. It's not a documentary about her kid, of course. But it really seems like she has one focus in her life, and that is scamming and torturing people. So, you <laughs> and know. not
0: her kid. Yeah. I was gonna say because if it was about her and like she spent, I mean, remotely, she's a mother. Yeah, like any <laughs> moment or like any time with her child, then wouldn't that be like included? In yeah, the, I suppose. That's in the true. <laughs> three years of filming, they did. <laughs>
1: Yikes uh, Yikes! <laughs> oh man. Uh, so Teal's inner circle Is a group of yes men who manage Teal's business, assist her retreats And seminars, and who are essentially required To dedicate their entire lives to Teal Teal even has her inner circle Sign a contract of non-negotiables Rules that the inner circle Must follow in order to remain as part Of the inner circle, some of which Include, you can't put your own Family first Teal comes first if Teal wants you there, she gets you. The priority of the entire community is whatever is in the best interest of Teal. You can't have personal boundaries that in any way can affect Teal.
0: Huh, okay, yeah. That's yeah. good.
1: Sounds very normal <laughs> Sounds, like healthy. Uh,
0: very healthy, very um very good for both parties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. mentally, I feel like they're all probably doing great. <laughs>
1: Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah,
0: that those are some rules for sure.
1: Yeah. And I mean it's <laughs> what's interesting is she's not shy about this. Mm-hmm. She discusses it openly while she knows she's being filmed. She thinks that this is completely acceptable. Yeah. Um again, watch the documentary. It's fascinating to see this woman just have no shame in what she does. Crazy. Yeah. So what needs to be understood is that these people, Teal's inner circle as well as her followers, are extremely vulnerable people. She preys upon mentally unstable people, particularly those that are suicidal, and teaches them to associate her torture, uh, her torture-like ceremonies, with healing. She claims that she is so powerful that just proximity to her will make you heal. She convinces you that everyone outside of the Teal Swan world is against you and has hurt you, even if you don't remember it. Sound familiar? Remind you of Scientology, Synanon, Mormonism, every every cult
0: that we've talked about.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I like how she's like, she's like doing a Jesus there. She's like, even if you're like close to me, like if you like brush Uh my robe, (laughs) then like you'll get healed. She's like, I'm like, yeah. If I spit on
1: my hands and rub them in your eyes, you will be able to see See again.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I. Also, I was just thinking about this. I feel like you should never, like, if somebody calls something that you're going to attend a seminar, you should, yeah. like, 90% of the time, you should not go to that thing.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Like,
0: don't go to things called seminars, yeah. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. meetings are fine. Uh I don't know what are other terms. Powerhouse,
1: <laughs> Sure. Uh shindigs. Uh, brainstorming session. Uh-huh. But yeah, anything or um like lecture. A lecture. Lecture is totally normal. Yeah. Seminar.
0: If it's a seminar, I'd be I'd proceed with caution. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> they seem to all call their shit seminars. <laughs> yeah, and
1: I just feel like I've seen a lot of negative things come mm-hmm. out of the term seminar. Seminar,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, um I don't trust it. Maybe no. you shouldn't either. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so obviously, these kind of rules and not allowing people to have literally not have personal boundaries. Uh, this is such textbook cult behavior. It's almost comical how willing she is to just do these things on camera and openly admit that this is what she's doing and say it with the smuggest fucking look on her face. Like I'm the smartest person on yeah. earth.
0: It's because it's like like literally like it's in your it's your rules. Your rules are like. M- almost like copy and paste it from like what makes a cult. It's weird. It's weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In one particularly chilling scene in the deep end documentary, you see Teal act out the Barbara snow child abuse method in real time. Uh, She, Teal holds a ceremony of sorts where she has three followers channel the mother, father and brother of another follower. So there's one person who's kind of receiving the ceremony and then there's three people, Playing out their family, mm. Mm. right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, these this person's family is still alive, by the way. As far as what I gleaned from the show, I'm pretty sure that like, oh, so they're not like channeling really a channel- spirit. Yeah. They're like channeling. Huh. I don't even fucking know. Whatever. None of it's real. But okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> these three followers act out the family's life and then report back their findings. And you're sitting in a room. This person is sitting, and they're all in. A, like you're watching. Yeah. It's so. It's so. Crazy, what what you witness? It's yeah. just it's fascinating. Um, my biggest takeaway from all of this was that the person playing the brother said that they experienced inappropriate touches. The following re- the follower receiving this ceremony lightly interjects that this was not something that they were ever aware of and had never even suspected. The followers acting out the family insist that there were inappropriate touches in the family. Oh, yeah. In another scene, you see Teal yeah. telling a follower, your parents don't love you. Oh, God. Verbatim. Yeah. And in yet another scene, you see an interview with another follower who says something t- akin to, Teal told me my parents sexually abused me. I didn't think my parents had ever abused me, but Teal told me they did, so they must have.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. So she's, just... she's
1: literally doing, she's doing mm. a Barbara Snow.
0: Yeah, and then, and not only is she doing a Barbara Snow, but she's, like, doing it to where, like, well, now you can't go anywhere because you have abusive mm-hmm. parents. Oh, your parents don't love you, so, like, now you are some, like, for lack of a better word, you're trapped in the cult. Right. Because you literally have nowhere else to go now. Exactly. Because you because think that your parents don't love you or that they abused right. you. You're not,
1: and you can't return to an abusive exactly. family. Exactly, dude. It's fucked up. Yeah. Over and over, we see Teal implanting memories in people's heads, typically of sexual assault from their very own parents. This is obviously an extremely serious accusation, and watching Teal throw this idea at almost every one of her followers is terrifying and speaks to her methods for creating trauma bonds with her followers, like you were just saying. It's like they live in this echo chamber of, oh, shit, we were all sexually assaulted by our parents. I can't return to my family now. Well, I have this new family who who has this same exact Mm -hmm. experience right
0: and like man i don't know, just the way that people like get so like roped into cults is so sad because mm-hmm. like you think that eventually you'd be like so all of us <laughs> right right <laughs> so every one of us had this happen
1: to them right huh and it's it is interesting because you know for ever for everything i am saying about this woman i'm able to watch it from a lens of already assuming she's a cult leader yeah she is extraordinarily charismatic she is extraordinarily like intense with the way that she speaks to you she makes you feel so fucking special Mm -hmm. especially if you're extremely mentally unstable and suicidal or even if you have actually experienced sexual assault before she makes you feel like you finally have somebody who understands you or whatever it's very easy she is good at what she does which is why she is so scary Yeah. um One of the most chilling pieces of the documentary is Teal's relationship with the follower, Sabrina. Sabrina is introduced at one of these Costa Rican retreats, and she is angry. Sabrina says that Teal told her that Teal would heal her and solve all her problems and make her live a better life. And Sabrina says that this has not been the case. Life has only been getting worse for Sabrina. She just kept going down a darker and darker path. She was suicidal all the time. And then Sabrina voices something that perked my ears. She says that she feels like the time in between workshops is just her waiting for another workshop so she can feel better. Cult red flag.
0: Oof, yeah.
1: Yeah, this red flag is so bright it is burning my eyes. The idea that my
0: retinas are fried. <laughs> literally, from I the redness see of this flag. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> um, yeah. The idea that that you're just kind of living from one one workshop to another or from one, like, cult experience to the next one because she's she's doing cult things. She's creating these high emotional um, situations. She is revealing these secrets about your life. You know, you have this, like, exalting experience and then you leave and you go back to real life and you realize it sucks or you Mm -hmm. know sucks compared to that thing or it's not as emotionally whatever as that and then you're just well let me make money so i can go to the next one and feel something again
0: i mean yeah and it's so it's wild because and not to bring it back to like i guess my own experiences all the time but i feel like it's almost it's like because it's the same thing that like i know these fucking like churches do the ones that like i grew up in so like evangelical Mm -hmm. churches where they Mm -hmm. have like the rock band and it's almost like a concert you know and then you like listen to this message you see all of these like nice people and then so you leave and you're like wow like that was such an emotional experience yeah and you feel like really good about it and then normal life doesn't feel that good so you can't wait to go back again and again and again and it's like that but this is even more like yeah because i'm sure she like very much makes it like, this very intense emotional experience. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and you leave with these, like, open wounds. Yeah. And then, yeah, you got to go back to, like, get your next hit so that you feel, I mean, it's like a drug, you know? You have this you you get that hit and then you go back to you're not on the drug anymore and you're having withdrawals from this drug so then you have to go back to like Mm -hmm. fill whatever yeah it's
0: i'm sure it's i mean i'm sure that there like there is like dopamine and things that are involved absolutely right (laughs) yeah so i'm sure it is that in a way yeah.
1: yeah uh so sabrina it's clear that sabrina is angry with teal herself and teal knows this She has a one-on-one meeting with Sabrina where Teal gets extremely upset that Sabrina is questioning her teachings. She says that this process is supposed to hurt, that it's not easy, your life won't be fixed overnight, that it requires hard and painful work, and that if your life is not improving from Teal's teachings, then this is your fault. Teal insists that Sabrina must continue doing difficult, emotionally exhausting ceremonies, and this leads to Sabrina locking herself in her room and saying that she is ready to kill herself. A new Inner Circle member, Juliana, who I will introduce in a moment, suggests that they get Sabrina some real help. This enrages Teal, and the on-screen unraveling you see of this person is terrifying. She begins a smear campaign against Juliana, and then, in one of the most horrifying scenes in this documentary, performs a water-breath ceremony on the dangerously suicidal Sabrina. This is horrible. In this ceremony, Teal is repeatedly pushing Sabrina under the water, not allowing her to catch her breath when she comes to the surface, and then pushing her under again. She is essentially waterboarding this woman, like, literally. (laughs) Jesus
0: Christ. Half
1: drowning her. Yeah. And when the ceremony is finally over, you see Teal holding Sabrina afloat in the pool. Sabrina looks at her and says, I love you. Oh, God. It is chilling.
0: Oh, I... Jesus Christ. Chilling. That's fucking gnarly.
1: Yeah. What I had just witnessed was actual torture from an enraged cult leader. She wanted to make Sabrina feel as though she was going to die. She actually broke this poor young woman's brain and made her associate a near murder experience with love for Teal herself. This is how fucking crazy this woman is. And this is how good this woman is. She can. She, Oh, I can't like.
0: (sighs) And at the end, it's just like all this programming of like. It's, you know, this is going to be painful. And it literally is. It's almost torture. Yeah. But, of course, you feel good once the torture is not happening. Exactly. So, you're like, and you're oh, my gosh, like, you helped me. Yeah. Whatever, you you know. made me
1: not die by choosing to not kill me. To not me kill me. <laughs> yeah. you were actively like, trying to kill me. God. And as you're, like, literally being deprived of oxygen yeah. and, almost, and being fucking waterboarded, your brain is, like, releasing these mm-hmm. things. It's, yeah. oh, my God. It's, I...
0: It's fucking awful. And though. maybe That's...
1: I mean I don't know. I don't want to insert anything, but maybe fucking teal is crazy, so maybe she will find this and to have something to say. Whatever. I don't really care. She's a she's a torturer. She's a torturer yeah. and an abusive person. She's a bad person. <laughs> Come
0: on our podcast and we'll just fight you. <laughs> like we'll oh, just God. Phoebe will actually just <laughs> go toe-to-toe right now
1: <laughs> oh god uh so teal's teachings around suicide have been extremely controversial in the first episode of the doc this is also very bad this whole thing is very bad. yeah I don't need to keep saying that. <laughs> um in the first episode of the documentary you see a woman come on stage with teal and share how suicidal she is teal responds then why are you still here
0: jesus christ it
1: gets so much worse the woman says i don't know Teal tells this woman to really think about it, to really take herself to this place, to literally visualize her own suicide, and then make a decision. This visualization process is one that you can find in Teal's YouTube video called, I Want to Kill Myself, parentheses, What to Do if You're Suicidal.
0: That seems (sighs) like not the right solution
1: (laughs) i'm actually getting like very angry as i'm talking about this um a video where you can also see teal describe suicide as quote our safety net or our reset button that's always available to us oh
0: yeah, that's a safe thing to tell people that literally want to kill themselves yeah Yeah, as if Uh, as
1: if you can come back from that she tells the watcher to lay down. I fucking hate this woman. Yeah. She tells the teacher to lay down on the floor and imagine their deaths in grisly detail. According to actual licensed psychologists who are real doctors and know what's actually, you know. Going on. Going on with the human brain. Uh, this practice is extremely dangerous. Shocker.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I gotta like breathe a little. The people who uh, are, you know, idolizing. What is it? Suicide? Suicidal idol. Idealization Uh or whatever, uh having them imagine killing themselves is not good. Yeah.
1: Shocking. (laughs) Dr. Jonathan Singer, the president of the American Association of Suicidology, tells BBC, quote, when I heard Teal say that suicide can be a reset button, I was disturbed. It suggests that you can kill yourself and that things will start over again and be better. And that is not true. She's got these ideas in her mind that are She's got these ideas that in her mind are only helpful, but for others could be really dangerous. What you're doing when you tell somebody to visualize how they're going to kill themselves is you're telling them to practice in your mind. He explains that research shows this type of imagery rehearsal is a very effective way of improving your ability to actually do something. He says that it's something that Olympic level athletes use. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's and that's like why I feel like whenever there's like suicide like content or mm-hmm. like stories and things or like, you know, images, like that's why there's like content warnings is because yes. like if you or someone you know is suicidal, like don't show that to them or don't watch this yes. because it's bad, you know, yes. like Jesus Christ. Man. I know.
1: Um he says, and so to tell somebody to think through how they're going to kill themselves, that's not safe. Oh wow Jed or Ged sorry uh, Flynn the CEO of the UK suicide prevention charity Papyrus tells BBC quote it is not helpful in any circumstances to encourage anyone who has thoughts of suicide to imagine their being dead and to further glorify that issue or further glorify that state Mm -hmm. this exercise can only lead to the risk of harm and even death such exercises are irresponsible she is risking the glorification of suicide period
0: yeah oh for sure do we know if any like of her are you gonna get to that funny you should ask (laughs) because here it is lovely and
1: the answer is yes 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 they have Uh, if uh you're asking the question i believe that you were going to ask yeah uh teal swan has lost followers to suicide before in this same bbc article um and this is really rough i will We'll go back and put a warning at the beginning of this episode. Realize I didn't do that. Um, But just before I get into this story in particular, this is a lot. So just Mm -hmm. know that we're about to get into some very rough things. Um, So in this same BBC article, Sarah, the mother of 18-year-old Casey, who died by suicide. um, Stricken with grief, Sarah began searching for any answers she could possibly find. She logged into Casey's computer and discovered that she was part of a Facebook group called Teal Tribe. This group was a place for followers of Teal Swan to interact and communicate about their favorite person, Teal. Casey had posted a colored pencil drawing of Teal Swan, a beautiful piece of artwork, as Casey had been an incredibly talented artist, and wrote the caption, this gorgeous woman is Teal Swan, a beloved, spectacular, spiritual guru. In this group, Sarah also found a post from her daughter saying that she had attempted to take her own life. Sorry, I'm getting very emotional. It's okay. Um, There were only two comments on this post, and both of them were links to Teal's video, the one called, I Want to Kill Myself, What to Do if You're Suicidal. One of these comments was from the moderator of the fucking group. Oh, God. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's rough.
1: Sarah was, of course, furious. Um, Sarah felt that instead of posting a video with very controversial advice in response to a person talking about a suicide attempt that perhaps these members particularly the moderator could have tried to reach out to Casey's family quote what a huge missed opportunity and incredible mistake Sarah says well I believe that there was more than one undercurrent happening in the life of our daughter you would have to convince me otherwise that Teal's teachings did not play a significant role in the mind of our daughter when she took her life it was almost like a, a rehearsal, Sarah says, about the visualization advice in the video. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah,
0: that's, I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, There was another follower that Teal Swan had who died by suicide. Um, This was like a very close client of Teal Swan's, mm-hmm. and Teal Swan gave her basically the same advice that she's giving in her video she literally told this woman leslie she was a belly dancer in salt lake city um that she needed to either commit or get out basically oh that that was essentially the words that she used for her
0: that's and this
1: woman ended up dying by suicide so hmm.
0: yeah and From, I mean, from the sound of, like, the other teachings and everything that she, Mm -hmm. like, supposedly, you know, supports and, like, this weird, like, constantly, like, breaking yourself apart. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. it seems like even just in general, the rest of her teachings seem to be stressful and don't seem like they would help anybody in that situation either, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, none of this does actually seem to be very healing. It all kind of sounds like... Like, you begin a difficult therapy, uh, therapy session, and then when you're, like, laying on the floor crying, your therapist is like, okay, bye. Later. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. So, when Teal Swan was approached by the author of this BBC article about her members that had died by suicide, she says, I was not aware of them. And then she gets visibly angry, saying that she's the reason why more people hadn't killed themselves. She says, if you look at the demographic of people who are interested in my type of material, you're working with an unstable group of people. To suggest I am responsible for suicide and people who came to me suicidal, that's pretty insane.
0: Did you Do you ever think there's a reason why hmm. your material is sought after by people <laughs> who are, like, mm-hmm. unstable? If, like, you said it, like...
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. And, I mean, you know... Us saying this she believes that she Has some like fucking You know higher she believes she has all The answers basically but it's like If you don't touch this shit If you are not like a licensed Professional who knows how to work With suicidal ideation Mm -hmm. do not fucking Touch this shit yeah Ooh, I'm pissed off
0: (laughs) Yeah no it's
1: It's bad I she's Such a bad person terrible person Yeah So um, let's touch back on Juliana, the woman that I was talking about earlier, the new inner circle member who stood up to Teal and faced the consequences. Juliana was a follower of Teal who had attended a workshop, and at this workshop met Blake, Teal's most coveted inner circle member and the person she relies on the most. Blake and Juliana began to, to form a romantic relationship, one that occurs when Blake, most likely crossing a line, gives Juliana a private massage at one of these retreats. Uh, this, however, is not about the dynamic of Blake and Juliana's relationship. And honestly, from what I saw, it was a documentary. So, uh, yeah. but they did actually seem really great together. But you know, uh, that's being said from seeing it on the surface. Teal anyway.
0: had some issues with. This. Oh boy,
1: <laughs> did she! Yeah. Blake and Juliana began a long-distance relationship with. Blake living at the Teal compound in Park City, Utah, and Juliana living in her hometown in Germany. In the documentary, we see Blake and Juliana decide that it's time for Juliana to move to America and join Blake in Park City. Blake proposes this idea to Teal, who acts happy for him, but warns him that Juliana will have to adapt to and adopt the lifestyle of the inner circle. Teal is clearly wary about someone new joining the inner circle and someone else taking Blake's attention away from herself. And in a scene where Blake is telling Teal of his intentions to marry Juliana, Teal seems excited, but then asks Blake, does she know you're in love with me?
0: Oh, weird.
1: It's, yeah, it's very weird.
0: And then does she like proceed to convince him that he is in fact in love with her?
1: I mean, I think that's like what she's been doing for their entire relationship. Just their whole
0: relationship, yeah. And like sabotaging any chance Blake has Mm -hmm. happiness. Yeah, and then of course now that he has
1: like this woman who actually like, Seems to truly care for him. Cares about him, yeah. Yeah. So after Juliana's induction, Teal seems excited by Juliana. She welcomes her under her wing and promptly begins training her in the odd ceremonies that occur at these retreats. Mm -hmm. In one scene, we see Teal channel the dead mother of one of her followers through Juliana. It's an emotional scene where Amir, who cannot let go of his mother's death and maybe even blames himself, is told by his mother through Juliana that it's okay to let go, that she's no longer in pain, and that it's not Amir's fault. Amir sobs and seems to take something somewhat positive from this experience, Mm -hmm. and Teal is thrilled to see that Juliana will play along with her games. And I wanted to highlight this scene because this is a great example of how Juliana, one of the most grounded people that you'll see in this documentary, and one of the only people willing to actually stand up to Teal, uh, can still get completely engulfed in Teal's bullshit. So whether Juliana truly believed that she was channeling someone's dead mother, or if she simply understood the importance of complying with Teal's requests, no matter how intense, it's clear that Juliana is all in.
0: Yeah, she's game for the the Mm -hmm. scamming.
1: Yeah. Or she's at least like she's she understands like the gravity of yeah, the situation. She's like
0: complacent in one way or another. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. For sure.
1: So you first begin to see the rift between Teal and Juliana when Juliana mentions the importance of her family in Germany and her need to travel back to Germany frequently to visit. Teal shuts this down quickly. She tells Juliana that there is absolutely no time for personal travel when you are part of the inner circle, that you must always be available to Teal, and that the only way Juliana may be able to see her family is if the entire group travels to Germany for a Teal workshop. Juliana's reaction to this is visible hurt and fear. Uh, Again, classic cults taking you away from your family.
0: Very isolating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Love that shit. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Things really begin to fall apart when Sabrina enters the picture. Sabrina was the woman I told you about earlier who questioned Teal, promised suicide, Mm -hmm. and was then waterboarded as torture for questioning Teal. (laughs) Sabrina, uh, when Sabrina locks herself in her room talking about her intense suicidal ideation, Juliana speaks with her and attempts to comfort her. Juliana then reports back to Teal about the terrible state that Sabrina is in. Juliana expresses concern that if she continues the workshop, she truly may not make it out alive. Teal is visibly angered by Juliana's questioning of her methods. She says that Sabrina absolutely must continue with the workshop if she wants to heal. And then Juliana says something that severs the last tie between her and Teal. Well, we can't force her. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) This comment leads to... An intervention of sorts being held against Juliana, where Teal repeatedly attacks her character in front of the entire inner circle, inserting what Teal believes Juliana thinks of her, saying that Juliana has a smirk on her face. Teal calls Juliana an adversary, to which Juliana responds in her sweet German accent, what means that word? And another follower responds, enemy. Mm. Yeah. This is another extremely chilling scene in this documentary teal says that she can see in juliana's energy field that she is questioning teal that she thinks teal is unhealthy that juliana keeps insulting her to which juliana responds where juliana says she is afraid and teal responds you should be
0: oh god yeah <laughs> yikes yeah yeah such a fucking power trip I oh like. yeah oh
1: my god yes so Teal then guides the whole group asking each person to say what they think Juliana thinks of Teal.
0: Okay, that's a weird fucking question. It <laughs> is
1: so... And, and again, watching this, you see how every single person is, like, bought into this either they fully, truly believe the, that, like, this yeah. is the truth, or they understand, like, what they c- have to do. Yes. Yeah. Um, everyone's answers are negative. Uh, somebody says, plenty of people say that juliana's jealous of teal that she thinks teal is a bad person that teal uses her sexuality against people you know just all of these things which i'm like is this what you guys think
0: yeah i was <laughs> like are you projecting much <laughs> like geez
1: <laughs> uh uh blake sits next to teal and silently watches this all unfold until towards the end he questions what the meaning of this whole um exercise was uh, yeah. yeah and then goes to sit next to juliana which in teal's mind is him completely going against her right mm-hmm. blake teal's most inner trusted inner circle member her favorite person the one who keeps everything glued together for teal is removed from the group in a quick and painful meeting and this is oh god so Teal says, quote, I think you're weak. That's my honest truth. I think you lack bravery. I think you lack honor. But you've made your bed and now you lie in it. He who chooses a weak path does not become a match to greatness. You're a fucking absolute loser. Always will be. Never forget those words.
0: Jesus Christ, man. Like, yep. yeah, she is fucking is pissed. Fast.
1: Yeah. She flips so fucking fast. You'd say one thing that even slightly like contradicts her or Mm -hmm. perhaps suggests that she could try something different. It's over. Damn. This is a, I mean, what she moved in with Blake when she was 19. I think she's like 30 something. So like 10 plus years relationship. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, Blake releases a message on the Teal, Tri- Teal Tribe Facebook group stating that he's stepping away from the business. Many comments are positive, congratulating him on his new life and his journey with his wife. Teal, reading these same comments, responds, if they really knew what had happened here, they'd be wanting her dead.
0: Jesus Christ. And again,
1: she says this openly, knowing that she is yeah. being filmed for a documentary that will be aired.
0: Also, like...
1: This is how intensely she, like...
0: Is it Juliana, right?
1: Juliana, yes. It's
0: like if, she, if they knew what actually happened. It's like nothing fucking happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, Literally,
1: Juliana was like, "Hey, this girl like is gonna kill herself. We should, we should go should to maybe, the hospital, like, <laughs> like do yeah. something." And she's like, "You evil!" <laughs> if they and, knew like, what she actually happened, this dude that she was like, in love yeah. with, that's like all she did wrong. Quote fucking unquote.
0: weird. Whatever. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah.
1: In the final, most revealing action from Teal and the piece that is just. If you were even slightly questioning perhaps is this a cult this rule really solidify it for you she writes up a new contract for her inner circle and here's some of the most intense pieces of this new contract one the members of the inner circle must hold their partner accountable to abide by teal's rules two non-negotiables are non-negotiable including for partners everyone must follow every rule set by teal and three no children Teal does not have time to be awoken by at 3 a.m. by a screaming baby. She brings up that and actually was one of her other followers who says, should we talk about children? And Teal says, yep, I can't afford to be woken up by a screaming baby at 3 a.m. Everyone looks around, says we're okay with not having children, writes up and signs a contract saying we're not allowed to have children. And essentially, this contract is so tight. It's almost saying you're not allowed to have a partner because, yeah. you know, she's saying she says you can't let your partner get in the way of what this is. Your partner yes. has to abide by every single piece of this and not question me and the boundaries mm-hmm. that you and your partner have. Cannot. You can
0: almost only date other people in the inner circle, I guess, mm-hmm. that were like also all in on it, you know. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, Uh. Teal Swan is an evil, narcissistic, torturing cult leader. Who will continue to cause damage in this world if she is not put to a stop. Yeah. Which I'm sure that with this documentary being released and then the many subsequent articles coming out afterwards that there's been a slowing down.
0: Yeah. Some exposes and people are going to be like, maybe don't go to these fucking seminars. (laughs) I
1: think that like the people who are already all in, it it will probably just solidify them into it further. That's usually how these things work, which is extremely unfortunate because those people are at an extreme risk. And I want to really highlight that. (laughs) Um, But I think for people teetering on the edge or people who maybe have come across her videos and are starting to kind of fall Mm -hmm. into it, that that all these podcasts and documentaries and things coming out about her, exposing her for who she is will hopefully – you know help people not fall under her spell um
0: yeah i agree
1: yeah i agree finn <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well you know what else <laughs> uh, no there's not an atom, uh, so we're gonna take a little break yeah, here because yeah. that was a lot i'm sure so yes listener why don't you pause as well and yeah. drink some water yeah take some deep breaths mm-hmm. step um, outside Step outside yeah pet touch some dog. grass touch
1: some grass <laughs> yeah pet your dog if you have one i don't know yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Do, do some nice things for a sec but we'll be right back
1: yeah anyway cold uh, month. Cold month.
0: <laughs> all right we are back from our little morale morale break <laughs> yeah
1: yeah which um i guess there's not actually like a break in the in the show, but, you okay. know, I hope you pause. Yeah, take a little
0: pause. Took a
1: moment to recover from the yeah. uh, horrible, horrible cults. Yeah, I mean, it's- <laughs> And get ready for a whole month this,
0: baby. <laughs> it's our favorite month. <laughs> Despair all the time. <laughs> uh, so mine won't quite be as gnarly as that, but uh, pretty dangerous nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be talking about Esther- and Jerry and Abraham Hicks, who you a lot of people, when I've brought this up, have said like, oh, yeah, my fucking sister's aunt's cousin's <laughs> fucking dog read, read a book of hers or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like I, I've
1: heard it from like third parties, but I, I don't know exactly much yeah, about like, it.
0: People people have and she does the kind of the same thing. Like she has YouTube videos of like her mm-hmm, lectures on mm-hmm. that are up. Like I listened to a couple of those. um a big shout out for my uh, one of my sources would be there's a video a youtube video by the internet investigator that does kind of an expose of sorts of her as well Mm. so that's kind of how it got on my radar and then i kind of did some digging myself so yeah check that out if you want but jumping into it, similarly to yours, Esther Weaver was born in Colville, Utah, on no March fifth,
1: fucking way,
0: nineteen forty-eight.
1: <laughs> God damn it, this place! God this is what I'm saying, damn it, bro. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, no, it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's like fifty-seven percent of the time, seventy-five <laughs> percent of the time, cult leader, and it's like. And they're in Utah. And You're they're like, from Utah. Uh, or they're of course.
0: somehow associated with Utah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh so yeah, she was born March 5th, 1948. She was married once in 1968. So yeah, she was 20, and had two daughters from her first marriage, one of which works with her mother in the scammy cult business. <laughs> uh, not too much info about her daughter, though. Esther would meet Jerry Hicks in nineteen seventy-six when she Began working, yeah. When she began working for Jerry's wife and soon to be ex wife, Uh. Esther and Jerry would be married just four years later. Uh, From what I can gather, there was about a, or there is about a 21 year old, 21 year age difference between Esther and Jerry. Mm. Jerry being pretty fucking old. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And then it is, of course, believed that Jerry and Esther had began their relationship before Jerry was divorced.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Um, This part truly has nothing to do with the story, but I found a write-up on this super reliable source website called (laughs) (laughs) thelawofattractionclub.com. And it just had this, like, really funny quote about Jerry's early life. It says, From early childhood, Jerry Jerry Hicks had been a strong seeker of truth. In the late 50s, while visiting friends in Spokane, Washington, Jerry discovered a Ouija board. Initially, a strong disbeliever, he came to accept that something real, air quotes, was happening. Mm-hmm. One session one session with the board directed Jerry to read books by Albert Schweitzer, the Nobel Prize winning philosopher, musician, and Christian missionary. Jerry bought his own Ouija board, and although it never worked for him personally, he found three <coughs> people that could receive messages through the board. These messages, however, were more like party conversation than the feel of his first experience so he eventually discarded the board in 1965 on impulse he picked up a book think and grow wit rich by napoleon hill as he started to read it the goosebumps came up all over him he decided to follow the teachings in a short time he became a successful businessman and even began teaching the principles in the book so it's like, hmm. why even have the whole anecdote about the Ouija board? Like it yeah. didn't
1: even make any sense. And it's like, oh, he played with the Ouija board, but like it didn't really do anything. And then here's the real. Th- and the then he read reason.
0: some books. Like
1: <laughs> it's so fucking weird, dude. Oh
0: my god. I had no fucking idea why they put that in there, but it was just—it was too funny to not talk about.
1: Yeah.
0: Um information about the early life of esther and jerry is kept under pretty tight wraps like it's hard to come by a lot of information about them uh and that's where i was i was kind of telling phoebe while we were on break that's where it's a little bit different i feel like esther and jerry would not let a documentary be made about them (laughs) because they know that they're fucking scam artists (laughs)
1: right right
0: um Yeah, so and a lot of the things that I did find, I wouldn't necessarily say are reliable sources on the matter, but we're just going with what we have. Sure. Uh, Jerry was, in fact, a top distributor for the lovely folks at Amway. See our video about scams. Yep, yep. (laughs) Uh, When Esther and him met, and apparently was at one time uh, as well an acrobat star. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, again. It's interesting. Yeah, he's like getting into the scamming. On like, you know, on an on an early level, he's like, "Oh, yeah. this this is this Amway thing's this really Amway interesting. thing's real
0: interesting." Yeah. <laughs> uh, legend has it, and I say legend because it's it is possible this is all fake. Sure. That Jerry began reading the books and teachings of a lady named Jane Roberts, who claimed to be able to channel a spirit that went by the name Seth. <laughs> 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 and it was maybe not necessarily a spirit, but like a cl- a consciousness of sorts, okay. you know. At first, Esther was not down with the idea of channeling and spirits because she was raised to believe that such things were evil and despicable in the eyes of the Almighty. Though sure. like um, though like spilt water slowly seeping into the fibers of a paper towel, so did Jerry's way of thinking spread onto Esther. <laughs> Mwah,
1: beautiful Thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. <laughs> they began meditating daily. Until one day, this happened. And this is also from the Law of Attraction Club. Meditation became a daily exercise for them both. After about nine months, in November 1985, Esther noticed that her head was moving around during these sessions. It was relaxed relaxed and pleasant. Then one day, she realized that the movement was her nose was riding in the air. It's written weird. She announced it to Jerry and immediately got waves of goosebumps, a feeling of intense pleasure. Then her nose spelled out so like her head is moving and her nose oh, is like she's I writing see. as her no- like as, as if her nose is a pen. Okay, kind of. got it, got it, got it. And it, her nose spelled out, "I am Abraham, I am your spiritual guide, I love you, Bro. I am here to work with you." Jerry got his notebook. Is like the that, last part of that. That's
1: a lot to, because I feel like, I mean, if you're looking at me right now, like, can you tell what I'm spelling? <laughs>
0: hmm? uh, Taylor? <laughs> I don't know. You
1: got, you got the, well, yeah. <laughs> um I spell that. Hey, Taylor.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But like,
1: <laughs> I think you, you know. If it's the, a if, lot to like. <laughs> that's a lot to, yeah, to spell in the air <laughs> with your nose and to be like, oh, that's exactly oh, what it says. Oh, absolutely. Obviously. Got it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um yeah so that's how esther began she doesn't call it channeling she calls it receiving she doesn't like the word channeling but it's how she began receiving abraham yeah
1: sorry
0: (laughs) start receiving some
1: bitches
0: (laughs) uh yeah that's how she started uh speaking with abraham who again is a consciousness like an all-knowing power of sorts got it Basically, what Abraham teaches through Esther is the main mantras of the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. The LOA, as it's called in the biz, <laughs> was first coined in 1855 by Andrew Jackson Davis, who was a prominent leader in the American spiritualist movement. Uh, American spiritualism is a large basis from which many New Age teachings and movements are still founded on to this day and has a pretty pro- pretty problematic past. Uh, I would mm. recommend listening to ghost church by jamie loftus it is about the spiritualist movement in america nice um yeah so a good podcast there basically similar to like what i think of as like karma energy or like vibes it's kind of in the law Mm -hmm. of attraction states that if you think positive thoughts then positive experiences will come to you sure vice versa uh this can be done of course by changing your attitude and perspective on life but it also has a lot to do with manifestation, mm-hmm, thinking about mm-hmm. something that you want, and then that thing kind of appearing out of nowhere. Like, and again, it's hard because, uh, like, to be clear, I guess I have it written here. I think that like having a positive attitude is like a good thing. Sure, you know? like, right, <laughs> right. It's nine times out of ten when you have like a better attitude, you'll see more success in whatever you're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. whether that's like losing weight getting more money whatever it is you know sure yeah if you're just like positive getting more (laughs) bitches like yeah if you're positive you'll probably succeed have a better chance of succeeding sure um and again like even like manifestation for all of its flaws isn't necessarily like a bad thing like if you want to just like put something out there like Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with being like i want to take a vacation to fucking spain or whatever like (laughs) just like putting it out there in the universe right um and like yeah you will probably will eventually be able to do that but you will come to learn that esther and jerry take this content concept to an extreme as most gurus do mm-hmm. they've made a lot of money doing it when esther is receiving messages from abraham she often does it in large conference settings where she would give motivational speeches lectures uh, to attempt to help folks make their lives better Classic. so it's it's pretty self-helpy. It's like less, like, I mean, like her whole shtick, I guess, is like self-help vibe. Sure. You know? uh, she also takes a lot of questions that Abraham will answer. Um, and when she is speaking as Abraham, it's she refers to herself in the third person and then says, like, we as, like,
1: Abraham, you know? Uh, so would be
0: like, we've seen this and, like, all this is how she, like, talks, you know? Okay. Because like, she's, like, channeling, quote-unquote. Right, unquote,
1: right, you know? right. It's a different person speaking yeah. through her, allegedly.
0: Many of these lectures can be found on YouTube, and she has written and co-written about nine self-help books with Jerry and Abraham. Uh, some of the names of the books that she has written... Ooh. Uh, is one just called The Law of Attraction. Uh, ask and it's giving, learning to manifest your it's desires. Giving. It's giving. given, give but yeah, it's giving. <laughs> the Vortex, uh, where the law of attraction assembles all cooperative relationships. Okay. Uh, getting into the Vortex. <laughs> Money and the Law of Attraction. Uh, the Astonishing Power of Emotions. Uh, the amazing power of deliberate of deliberate intent, just to name a few. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So again, kind of, it's like that kinda, kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just that very much like, you know, it almost is like Instagram, like spiritual or like
1: yeah, Instagram,
0: like gr- even like grind set pages where it's like <laughs> you got to visualize yes, what you want. Totally, you know?
1: totally, like it's, it's all
0: in that kind of vein of everything. You know. Yeah, Um, On the official Abraham Hicks website here, uh, there is a list of the main teachings that Abraham endorses. Number one, you are a physical extension of that which is non-physical. So you have a soul, I guess. Okay. Uh, You are here in this body because you chose to be here, which Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't think I did.
1: But But I wouldn't have.
0: (laughs) My God, get me out of this shit. nah. (laughs) Uh, Number three, the basis of your life is freedom. The purpose of your life is joy. Not, not yeah. terrible. Yeah, that's like nice. Four, you are a creator. You create with your every thought. Five, anything that you can imagine is yours to be or do or have. Mm-hmm. Which, again, can be kind of problematic mm-hmm. if taken in a wrong context. Right. As you are choosing your thoughts, your emotions are guiding you i mean maybe (laughs) the universe adores you for it knows your broadest intentions
1: okay
0: uh number eight relax into your natural well-being all is well parentheses really it is (laughs) the explanation point (laughs) number nine you are a creator of thought ways on your unique path of joy Which, again, kind of doesn't really say anything. Mm -hmm. Number 10, actions to be taken and possessions to be exchanged are byproducts of your focus and joy. Mm -hmm. So, like, actions, possessions, like, it's all, like, has to do with you. Like, if you're not rich, it's because you
1: Uh aren't focused uh enough, uh you know? Uh Like, those kind of
0: things. Number 11, you may appropriately depart from your body without illness or pain oh and number 12 you cannot die you are everlasting
1: life well cool there it is
0: (laughs) there it is baby um cool
1: yeah it's like most of that is is that thing you were talking about earlier where it's just kind of like slowly i'm just like okay this is a lot of just buzzwords and bullshit (laughs) and you're kind of just saying things Mm -hmm. that are like slightly positive sounding exactly and, and that's what i'm
0: saying is like it's it's so hard to like at least at this point because i feel like we've talked about so yeah. many of these people
1: yeah
0: it's like my brain just <laughs> turns off whenever i'm like right. there's a quote and i'm like okay yeah yeah, yeah manifest that uh, yep, yep. you are joy it's like,
1: this is honestly giving a little bit of like the vibes of the scientology website and yeah. just like the the like rings of whatever the fuck mm-hmm. that they have yeah. like and i mean that's how it is with all of this kind of shit right it's yeah. it all kind of starts and that's why it gets so drony because mm-hmm. it all just interconnects it's all the same fucking bullshit you've heard 15 yeah. times before
0: and i mean and that's the thing that's hard about it is like there's not i mean nothing is like original really you know it's like Truth. anytime someone's like i've created or like you know i have this new knowledge or whatever it's like mm-hmm. you can look up their ideas and there's 30 other cults or, like, philosophies that are the same thing, you right, know? Like right, right. You've, you've never had an original thought ever. Like, you, the listener, me, the yeah. podcast, we've never had right. original thoughts. And, and that's fine. It's that's, okay. That's, like, the human experience yeah. is that
1: nothing we do is original, and I find that comforting, frankly. Me as well. We don't need to get into that right <laughs> now, and revelations I may or may not have had while on LSD.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so if that all sounds like a bunch of bullshit pseudoscience, it, because <laughs> it super is. <laughs> um, also, keep those last two that I said in mind because yeah. it's it can be. Fucked. Those were
1: the definitely my ears like perked yeah, up. Like, I was hmm. like, mm, that sounds very wrong.
0: Uh, so another quote that I pulled directly from one of her conferences, and this is like a video that was on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna read it. Phoebe, please listen to me read this and tell me if you know anything that I'm saying. Okay, by the awesome.
1: End. Yeah. Cool.
0: Manifestation is what you're shooting for when something that you want has not manifested, and so you are so aware of its absence that you are uncomfortable. Now you've taken your understanding of creation and your understanding of manifestation in the wrong direction, because the manifestation is evidence of alignment.
1: <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I kind of was getting at the beginning there. It's like, you uh you tried to manifest something but you didn't, so you really noticed that you didn't manifest it, so yeah. you try harder to manifest it, <laughs> maybe?
0: So. It's I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, I think what she's trying to say is that like you like the more you want something the more that it's not appearing you have to like examine your alignment is what she says a lot okay, okay. alignment being like i think it kind of has to do with like, blah, blah. yeah your vibrations your chakras like there's something in your life that's like stopping you right. from it like
1: take a shot every time she says manifest please yeah <laughs>
0: jesus christ we'd all be dead <laughs> Um, so being the good little journalist I am, I decided to dig deep (laughs) and look into some of the prices that taking a Ah, class with Esther and more importantly, Abraham would cost, uh, for a one day workshop, you're going to be looking at about $225 per person. Uh, definitely not a deal by any means, but Mm -hmm. like, okay, sure. Like 225 bucks pricey. You're definitely going to be like, if you get a bunch of people going, you're going to be fucking rich. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, Not, like, Uh, too exploited, yeah. Yeah. You can also book a cruise to go on uh, through celebrity cruises that do a whole plethora of workshops while at sea, which is always uh, where the best colts end up, is at sea. (laughs) Oh, no. At fucking L. Ron Hubbard. uh Uh-huh. For the lowest room, the price of it would be $1,432. And from what I could find, uh, I don't think that this is with everything included as far as right. food and drinks. So this is just for the room. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know too much about like cruise prices, but I Googled and I've seen that other like basic packages with limited amenities can be like a few hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty significant here.
1: Yeah.
0: The most expensive room. So there's like different levels, obviously, on the ship for one of these cruises would be $7,332. And these workshops and cruises are, in addition to the money that Esther is pulling in off of the books that she has authored,
1: right, right, right. Um, also, yeah, just um, taking people to international waters never really yeah. sits right with me.
0: Yeah, and like, and the thing about like, I guess Esther too is like, her and Jerry were very like secretive,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I don't really think that they had like very many like. They didn't they didn't have like an inner circle like the like Teal Swan mm. did, you know, like they didn't like physically do anything to abuse people. They just got really rich. Yeah. And spread some like harmful rhetoric. Right, We're going to get right. more into it. But yeah. like that's where it's like, yes, she like definitely is kind of culty for mm-hmm. sure in that way. Because, like, again, people love her books and like she's got this big following. Yeah. I don't think that she is isolating anybody. Aside from just the general, like, telling people, like, oh, if you, you know, if someone says that, like, what you, that what we're talking about is bad, then, like, they're just, you know, a non-believer.
1: Totally, like, totally. They're yeah. going
0: to try to, like, tempt you away from, like, <laughs> you know, manifesting everything you want. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh.
0: Or, like, oh, that person is ruining your alignment and your vibrations. Right, like right, yeah right. So there's that kind of stuff, of course. But, again, she's not, like, going out of her way to be, like, you can't see your family. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh so Esther and Jerry were originally the primary focus of the movie adaptation of the self help book The Secret, which is probably uh, the most influential law of attraction book that has been released in our modern day.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And when you say the secret, everybody knows everybody what you're talking fucking
0: about.
1: Fucking Oprah. Oprah got exactly under the spell. <laughs> Oprah got
0: pilled by the secret. <laughs> Hella secret pilled <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> Uh, a dispute took place over finances, uh, that caused the Hicks to pull out of the project. So I guess on the second release or like the DVD release or something, they're not no longer in the movie
1: interesting Um, It's a
0: little strange because according to them all they want to do is spread the good news of their spiritual teachings across the world yeah you think that exposure from such a large film would be something that they would be rooting for even if they didn't get paid as much as they would have liked
1: right you would think that that would be enough (laughs) if that's like your yeah that's like
0: what you say you want right Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of reasons why i personally think that these kind of teachings can be dangerous um When presented to a vulnerable audience, as I was kind of telling Phoebe, not only are you telling people that they are the reason why they are like suffering or that there's like something they have to continuously do Mm -hmm. and if they aren't getting it, then they have to keep listening and buying Mm -hmm. your books and reading all this stuff. Like, (laughs) yeah. So, which I think is, you know, first of all, just scammy and gross, but also can be dangerous if you're telling people that it's their fault that they aren't achieving things, you know? Exactly. Um, so yeah, not only does it blame one's own medi- uh medi- mediation and alignment, oh meditation and alignment, as they call it, for the issues that they have in their lives, but it can also make people complacent and ignorant of the tragedies and atrocities that are happening on a day-to-day because right. everything is your own fault, right?
1: Exactly, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's like, <clears throat> this is the... It's, like, the disgusting shit that you heard when, like, Hurricane Katrina happened. It was, Mm -hmm. like, oh, they're sinners.
0: Exactly, You know, like, oh,
1: well, they they caused this kind of thing to happen. (laughs) Yeah. They caused this kind of thing to happen to themselves, which is, like, obviously disgusting. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's bad. It's the same. In the same way, like, religion uh, does that, you can kind of wash your hands of any guilt that you feel because other people just aren't manifesting themselves out of poverty (laughs) well enough, you know? Right. Or they're not manifesting, like, you know... Or, or, you know, again, we'll talk about it in, here in a little bit, but, like, in a worst case, like, they're say, you know, oh, their vibrations were messed up, so that's why they were abused. That's why they were fucking raped. Like, it's it just all this, like, terrible stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but the true kicker, in my opinion, that makes these teachings deplorable... Uh, is the idea that people who are sick with terminal or chronic illnesses are only sick because they have negativity in their life that they won't fix. (laughs) A classic. (laughs) Uh, I listened to Abraham answer a question about this, and the gist of the argument was people who are healthy are healthy because they are aligned correctly, and people who are not are not. And nobody wants to hear a story about somebody who was healthy all their lives. They want to hear, you know, miracle stories about someone being cured, which is a lot harder because they have to realign their vibrations (laughs) with positivity and like they have to Mm, change all these things. mm -hmm. Because again, if, you know, you're born terminally ill or with a chronic illness, something's wrong with you and you have to overcome it. Of course. Yeah. Uh,
1: It's giving (laughs) eugenics. Yeah.
0: It's giving eugenics. They have said that doctors are not correct and are scaring oh. people to death because they label oh. diseases as fatal, cool. and we just like believe them. Sweet, because That's
1: so good of them <laughs> to say that.
0: Because, as it said before, under the mm-hmm. rules, the I think it was the eleventh rule,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or I mean, I guess the eleventh and the twelfth. You cannot die; you are a- everlasting life, yeah. right? Like
1: right, right. So to call something mm-hmm. terminal. Exactly. Oh no.
0: In one interview, Abraham was asked if he thought the 6 million Jewish folks who died in the Holocaust invited that to happen to Uh -uh, them. uh -uh. Abraham replied, uh, and it was kind of a long reply, but again, the gist or the paraphrase of it was that everyone's vibrations match with what they are living. So in a way, (laughs) the Jews did in fact bring that on themselves. They
1: vibrated their way into (laughs) evil. okay really good cool. yeah cool. really now, good this is yeah great <laughs> it's like and this is the thing right is yeah. that is people can get into this very easily because it's it sounds so positive mm-hmm. it's like oh you know if i if i strive hard and i really focus hard on what i want and i yeah. think positive thoughts good things will happen to me which to an extent is yeah. kind of true and then you work your way down to mm-hmm. oh jewish people made the holocaust <laughs> happen because vibrations. <laughs> exactly
0: bad. It's, and then you're, and then
1: it's too late, and then you're so fucking deep into this shit. It's, yeah, and oh. it's it's
0: crazy because I was trying to look for like you know any stories of people who, like you know, had something terrible happen and mm-hmm. then like tried this and it didn't work. But like again, they're so tight about it, like yeah. they don't put that kind of stuff out. Like you know, all when I googled it, you can find a million trillion success stories about the law of attraction, uh-huh. but. You don't ever hear about mm-hmm. people who had cancer, and then like a loved one of theirs or like a loved one had cancer, and they tried this and they still passed away like right, right. they don't tell you those things you exactly
1: know? well, and I wonder too, like how many people are gonna come across that holocaust comment yeah. like how many people who I'm are sure into this many. have are going to actually stumble across that, mm-hmm. probably not that many people yeah
0: oh for sure and and again, it's all just in like the way she fucking talks because in that mm-hmm. like video about her saying, like, oh, like, healthy people are healthy their whole lives because they're aligned correctly, like, that she, it's like this giant, like, again, paragraph, paragraph two-paragraph thing that she says, rambling, and it, like, she twists it to where you're, like, okay, wait, like, you have to, like, think about it. You're, like, you just said that. People, it's their fault. They're ill. Exactly. You're like, oh, they can cure themselves, but they they aren't because there's something wrong with them. But you have to be
1: able to like unravel what she's saying and remove (laughs) the buzzwords from it to Mm -hmm. be like, wait a sec, that was
0: fucked up. Did you just fucking say that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, no, that's exactly how it is. Like, and it's weird because it was a question that was like asked to Abraham, and so you can like hear the guy ask the question in the clip, Mm -hmm. and then like you hear abraham esther whatever the fuck like sure. answer the question and the guy is just like yeah yeah that makes that makes sense oh like he's God. just like like she convinces him right there like right, it's so crazy right. <laughs> fuck it's so crazy uh now for people who push this narrative as hard as they have uh jerry and hicks or jerry and esther hicks um jerry hicks passed away due to cancer on november 18th 2011 uh he was in fact not able to think his cancer away. Mm. Uh I think they from the video I mm. watched, they kind of like kept it under like wraps for a while that he was even sick.
1: Oh my god. Like
0: they said on the website for a good while that he was like the best physical shape of his life. Sure. And he like had cancer. Jesus Christ, uh, dude. Esther has seen um, or since his passing claimed that she can now channel Jerry oh, of course There's one right. clip no, of yeah. her being like ah Jerry's here he says
1: everything's great everything's great he, he didn't die uh, <clears throat> because of his vibrations mm-hmm. it was totally something else
0: and I think like and I, I don't even know again I'm trying to remember all of the details but I yeah. think that they she might have even said something like Jerry chose to like ascend because again if you recall Uh number 11 you may appropriately depart your body without illness or pain
1: Ah, yeah uh Uh,
0: but yeah so she says that she can now uh hear jerry's voice i'm not sure if she channels him separately or if it's just like part of abraham you know the all-knowing conscious now (laughs) but uh yeah so she does she does all that all righty and that's uh pretty much what they're what they've done again i mean She's pretty secretive, but she makes a mm-hmm. fuck ton of money. Like, the amount of people who, again, I just had like casually brought up that I was going to do this too, that were like, "Oh, my fucking mom read yeah, that, like exactly. some of her books." Like, exactly. I was like, "Oh shit." Well, she's it's a kind little of cult-y. permeated yeah. everywhere. If not a cult, at least a scam.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and how fucking old is this bitch?
0: She was born in nineteen forty-eight.
1: Forty-eight. So old
0: i don't uh, know math <laughs> yeah me neither let me check when fucking jerry because again jerry died in 2011 okay. but uh, let me
1: see but she's still kicking it she's like doing a seminar like soon
0: soon yeah she has cruises lined up like it's Jesus, crazy dude. uh jerry was born in 1927 so yeah it makes sense because she was 1948 so old yeah she she's old. kicking it for sure still doing her her stuff uh yeah, I mean, and it's like weird because I think the thing that's kind of bizarre about her is she is like trying to claim that she like channels this all knowing spirit, you know? Because aside from that, she's just like a self help, like yeah, law of attraction like if you motherfucker. Yeah, you, you know? know,
1: try to tell people that they're causing their own illness or say you couldn't like channel or say that it's like chill to just die and it's, like, not (laughs) that big of a deal. Yeah. Then it wouldn't be so, like, it it would be pretty innocuous, but you start spreading shit Mm -hmm. like that, and, yeah, somebody's going to, like not do anything to try to like somebody's going to not seek chemo yeah exactly, because they think their vibrations are fucking Mm -hmm. off or whatever
0: well and the kind of people who you're gonna get to come to all your fucking seminars Mm -hmm. like are gonna be vulnerable people who have tried a lot of other things and are like oh this seems like the and especially if you're promising them they can you know go without illness or pain like exactly again it's just very like predatory and i do like is, it. <laughs> it is because
1: yeah you're gonna be getting people that are mentally ill and people that are probably like mm-hmm. chronically ill and a lot of chronic illnesses yeah. out there are like confusing and doctors don't really know what's going on and then when these people tell you oh doctors are lying to you and you haven't been able to find answers for this chronic illness you have which i'm not saying there's plenty of doctors out there that are fucking dick assholes but like yeah you know then these people are telling you oh doctors are lying to you you can cure yeah. yourself through whatever the fuck like yeah. then that's what you're gonna do and then you'll you you never yeah. you'll never feel better because this is a scam.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing is it's like, yeah, there's asshole doctors out there for sure, but I at least, I'm sure, I think the majority of doctors do, at least don't want you to like, you know, fucking like yeah. have false hope. Whereas like, I feel like yeah. if someone's being like, come to my seminar that right. costs you, you know, however many hundred dollars per session uh, and we'll help you, like- they're obviously just trying to get money out of it. Yeah, so. like they're
1: like guaranteed you will be fine after this. Yeah, like, it's it's yeah bad. Also, according to my calculations, which probably are wrong, uh, she's like seventy-four.
0: Yeah, probably in that which range, which is yeah. damn
1: old to be like still still yeah. doing all this, like traveling around and taking cruises. Although you know, people in their seventies really do seem to love cruises. So <laughs> yeah, maybe They it's are, not so bad they for are
0: her. keeping the cruise uh fucking <laughs> business alive, actually. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Because I don't yeah, know anybody yeah. our age who goes on cruises.
1: <laughs> my parents went on a cruise somewhat recently and they were like, I and mean, my parents are like in their, you know, mid fifties. And they mm-hmm. were like, we were the youngest ones. There. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like my
0: parents have gone on a few and they're like, yeah, no, there's like so many old
1: people. Yeah, Which like, fuck, I mean, fuck. Yeah. Good for you. Do, but, do your yeah, thing, honestly. Like that's but... a very, she's been committed to this for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. A very long time.
0: Yeah, and I think it's just interesting how, like, she has had to, like, kind of keep everything more under wraps Mm -hmm. now that the internet is a thing, you know? Totally, right? Because there's just our, I'm sure there's more people who are willing to talk about how whack her shit is now. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so I I guess you could consider her Mm -hmm. one of the leaders of just the overarching cult of, like, New Age, Mm -hmm. spiritualism, law of attraction, like, manifestation culture, you know? (laughs)
1: Totally, yeah, yeah. Well damn. Uh love that it aligned and we both talked about like spiritualist types. Yeah. Cause man, do they piss me the fuck off. <laughs> I manifested it, actually. You manifested That's what happened. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Exactly, yeah. Oh, good lordy. Good
0: gracious. Um Whale. Where can uh where can we where can we uh listen or see some pics maybe
1: you can look at some little pictures <laughs> on uh, Instagram at Remark's podcast we'll post uh, some of Teal Swan's freak what does she call frequency paintings generally. oh yeah whatever yeah. the fuck Um and you know pictures of of these people, check that out. You can look at our TikTok as well. Honestly, don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I've really let that one die. I'm going to be totally honest. It's, it's not a platform I'm good at. But if you feel like it, um, at Remarks Podcast, same thing. Taylor, what?
0: is uh up. twitter twitter.com at remarks pod um you can see a few tweets usually i just post links to like the episodes but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can see a you know a thing or two that we retweet
1: yeah, and you, you post like your own little things on there you talk True. about books and stuff sometimes and i so do like to it's post
0: about books um if you would like you can leave us a review on apple Podcasts um and give us a five-star rating please and uh, I have music at Taylor Lacey just on music platforms. You can give that a listen. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, I think that's... Uh... Um, oh, and then, yeah. of course, shout out to our uh, overlords, Circle Pit Radio. Circle Pit Radio. <laughs>
1: we love y'all. And to our patrons, um, mm-hmm. who are fantastic, wonderful, beautiful people. We have Andrew Vass.
0: Justin Vass,
1: Teresa Soltera, and
0: Emily Duran. You
1: guys are the salt of the earth,
0: the shit, the cream
1: of the crop, the the cat's the, pajamas, the cat's pajamas,
0: the elephant's tits, if you will.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> um, and yeah, subscribe if you want five bucks extra mm-hmm. content that's not really dark and sad. So yeah, <laughs> you know, and I think it's gonna laugh a little.
0: Again, you're gonna get first uh, dibs on merch. This is true. Um. We're still working out other, like, benefits, but you'll be the first to know, of course, about, like, any new things we do. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You can ask us, like, questions and talk to us more personally. Like, you know, this you can message true. us directly on there and yeah. comment and stuff. So, yeah, you have a better chance, I guess, of getting our attention. But you can comment anywhere, of I mean, course, yeah. but Yeah.
1: Um and please do. God knows that we need the interaction <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> online.
0: <laughs> please help with the algorithm.
1: Uh, anyway, anyway. Thanks for listening and I okay, okay, love, love you. Bye. bye.